Hello and welcome to the Respectfully Podcast, your fortnightly conversation with the hairdressing industry. I'm Nikki Pope and today I'm flying solo as my usual partner on air, Lily Cox, is off on her travels. So it's down to me to host this podcast focusing particularly on winning colour. In the past few weeks, we've had the first Colour World Colour Genius Awards launched at the smash hit colour event Colour World in May. Wow, that's a lot of colours. Um, Add to that the Weller Professionals Trend Vision Regional Finals, the L'Oreal Colour Trophy UK Finals and the first round of the Goldwell Colour Zoom UK competition. But what's your take on it all? With colour seemingly driving the professional market these days, how important is it to showcase your skills through such competitions and what does it actually mean to your business to win an award? I'm waiting the arrival of our two guests today who will have plenty to say on the subject. Irish national champion hairdresser and expert businesswoman Sinead Kelly launched her first salon nearly 10 years ago and has a thriving business here in West London in Barnes. Welcome Sinead. Hello. And your salon won the L'Oreal Colour Trophy last week. Yes. UK title. Having scooped the same title in 2016, thanks to your small but perfectly formed team, it's my second guest, Baz Michalides. Hello. So welcome to the conversation. Thank, Thank you. you. So how big is your team then? Is it it's you two and Sarah? Um, I would say small in size, but big in personality and dreams, that's for sure. <laughs> I think each one of us probably make five people. Wow. Um, so I have four stylists, and that's exclude myself, and a couple of assistants. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say we walk as a team, so we're actually quite a, a strong unit. That's what makes us unique. And for a business profile, colour and styling and cutting in equal measure? Um, yeah, I would say so. I think having won the trophy twice, colour's definitely been pushed more. Um, but that's not to say um, we don't take the whole look into consideration. Yeah, mm. so it's you a know, visual so thing. So... I was there last week watching you guys yeah. work. It was a fantastic look. So just describe the look, Baz, for those who need to picture it in their head. It was um, a, the same model yeah. Yeah. Okay. that you had in 2016. Yeah, um, yeah so this year we, we did go with the same model. Um, when we won it back in 2016, we were going with the vibe of the time then, and it was a lot more industrial, it was um, a lot more structured, and this year, and part of the reason why we wanted to use the same model is she had evolved and grown yeah. um, as a woman. Yeah. Um, where we stand at the moment, sort of politically and ethically and everything has changed. So we moved away from that sort of strict industrial look and wanted to create something softer, more earthy, um, a bit more flowy. What we thought represented 2019 woman. Yeah. Um, and part of that evolution was to use the same model to show how she's also yeah. evolved and um, how time And the colour itself. The colour itself. Kind of like ochre so of the colour itself um, we dubbed Sienna. Right. Um, and I think with colour as it's going at the moment, we are starting to use colours that aren't usually described in the hairdressing world. So whereas before you might have your ash blonde or your golden blonde, people are now using terminology you would use in an artist palette like... Yeah. Sienna or ochre yeah or, and that was interesting to see that people that are starting to describe it like that yeah because it's pushing color to a different level now where it yeah. becomes multifaceted so we wanted to sort of represent that um, and I read that you it's almost a color you've created is it by layering by yeah so um, <laughs> when we originally had the 
originally had the concept for the colour. Um, traditionally, what you do with hair colour, as you probably know, is you sort of lift the hair, mix up the colour with the tones that you want, put it on, and in theory, should create that colour. Yeah. Um, not so much the case with colours like Sienna, um, which are translucent colours. And my sister's an artist, so I rang her up when I was struggling to figure <laughs> out how to do it. So yeah. I figured if you could do it in painting, yeah. surely there must be some correlation to it in hair. And um, she's the one that inadvertently um, gave me the concept of layering colour. Right. So all of those different tones that create a sienna yeah. can be seen through the reflect. Um, so that's how we sort of did it. So method-wise, yeah. it's a layering technique as opposed Fantastic. to just sticking a... And is it the so the, the and the colour you created on the live model? So just to briefly explain, mm -hmm. the L'Oreal colour tray for you enter with a photograph. Yes, yes, you do. And then you do a, you bring your model to life for yes. the regional final yeah. and and recreate the same down at the final. Yeah, and it has to be the same model, I think, as well. It has to be the same model. I mean, just touching on what Faz was saying about colour, and you touched on that that we won twice now with two very bold colours. Yeah. Um, and both times the blue stood out as its iconic it a, form. In 2016, it was mm -hmm. a day blue. blue yeah. yeah. And then obviously this year, once again, we stood out because, again, there's yellows, there's coppers, mm -hmm. you know, but Faz is incredible at coming up with tones. Right. He does not give himself justice. Um, and what I, love, what I love about Faz is he's not afraid, you know, and obviously when you have palettes within the industry and his sister being an artist, but Vaz is actually also an artist. If you saw the sketch he done as our mood board. Oh yeah. So his did, background yes. before he became a hairdresser, he was an artist. Yeah. So I definitely think having that strength with us. Yeah, that helps. Massively. So what comes first, the colour or the whole look or is it is there an order in which you I think the colour first. I think yeah, I and think you always start by looking at what's currently on trend but you also yeah. want to try and anticipate what is then going to be the next yeah. trend yeah so it wasn't actually the first color choice we had mm -mm. Yeah. um because we kind of anticipated what might be coming in fashion we, yeah. we spoke about it mm -hmm. um and in true shakily london style decided <laughs> to go completely left field and not do that and do something we felt would be yeah. a sort of a modern color yeah um, and hope that that would be then be realised within yeah. the industry. And especially yeah. poor Natasha, our models, um, we've got her in and we're like, she's getting married in two years. It's going to be very natural. Yeah. We're not <laughs> going to be doing what we've done in the blue. We're not going to bleach your hair yeah. 20 million times. And she went, but I don't mind. And we looked at each other and went, okay. Game on. <laughs> we need to reevaluate yeah. this. Um, and Sienna was oh, just... Yeah. When we saw the vision start coming, it was yeah. so exciting. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. it was yeah. really exciting. So, talk us through the styling. So, the cut and the styling that you. So, the styling. Um, <laughs> as someone that doesn't do hairdressing anymore, well, I do a little bit. It was a challenge for me because you know the last time I actually done hair on the floor was three years ago before I had my second boy. Yeah. So it was it was for me something I wanted to do personally for myself, and people probably wondered why didn't one of our team do it. I just felt that I wanted to do it for me, yeah. you know, um, as a hairdresser, not as a salon owner. So we practiced the, the bob line. Yeah. Our hair was down to a waist, so obviously we brought her up to a lob. We felt with a tone like that going too long yeah. would be too much. Yeah. And then we felt going a sharp bob. We're kind of just following the usual hairdressing trends. Yeah. 
but then we didn't want it too vintagey. We wanted a vintage with a bit of looseness. It was quite a lot went into that curl. I think I practiced about 25 times and I'm not kidding. Yeah. So how did you achieve it? It's, it's a sort of a wave, it's a very subtle wave. It's definitely movement, isn't it? Yeah, was it, it was, just, it was with the biggest stress in my life. Was it? it was more stressful than my two kids. <laughs> He's laughing, everyone thinks it's a wave. Yeah. It wasn't just a wave. <laughs> I tried four brands of tongs. Right. One was like 250 pounds. Yeah, wow. And I was like, no, it's not working. It's yeah. not working. Um, so how I found what happened was... When, when we tong, you know, if you're right-handed, you use your right hand. Yeah. You go on the other side, you bring it the same direction, but it's heavy. So yeah. what I had to do, I actually had to do the same forward. Yeah. I waved forward, but I used my right and my left hand. So I had to practice holding the tongs in my left hand. I'm a right-handed person. Wow. And that's not easy. No, no. And the reason being, I get this exact same tension yeah. on both sides. Right. So Gosh. a lot went into that wave. It wasn't just, oh, let's just wave your hair. Yeah, yeah. And I wave my hair all the time. Um, but I had to, and I was stressing because the color was so beautiful. And so, yeah, so and really that was very important. And the finish. You said, actually, on one of your Instagram posts mm. in the last few days, I've got a quote here. A lot of work goes into the L'Oreal Color Trophy mm -hmm. and any team that enters will understand the amount of passion mm -hmm. and effort that is spent. So when, so when did the process start? I mean, is this like a year's plan? Yeah, last year. Uh, yeah. We started last year. Yeah. Because we actually rented every year. No, so um, when we won in 2016, we didn't want to enter again until we had a vision. Right. And so two years previous to now, so we didn't enter in 2017 or 18. We spectated. Yeah. And we went, no, we're not entering. And then last year, I said, please do it with me. And he went, oh. <laughs> I went, please. And we have an amazing relationship, yeah. um, creative creative, and yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, and he went, oh, okay. <laughs> so then we started sitting down and we knew we wanted to use Natasha. Yeah. We wanted to show people how you can transform a woman mm. from looking completely different mm. with two different looks and yeah. outfits and makeup. Yeah. Um, so last year was the process. Yeah, we started yeah last year really, um, and I think you know being being a smaller salon, the pressure was there that um, you don't want to look like you are a one trick pony. You don't yeah. you want mm. to be you want to be innovative. You don't want to be um, just thought oh well they they want it once and you fade off into obscurity. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think it was nice for us to take the challenge on again. Mm. Although <laughs> I didn't. I was at, I was at jumping at the charts when she put Shade first in it because so much does go into yeah. it. And me and Shade are very um the reason we work well together is we are so it's all consuming mm. with us. So we start Quite getting intense. an idea, you're thinking about it constantly. Mm. Um midnight even, text. You know, formulating the colour, it took three weeks on swatches to try and get this colour exactly mm. right. With the wave, we were literally in there till you know, trying to get this wave right to the point your eyes start to go a bit wonky when you're looking at it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, she's asking me, oh, does that look even? And by yeah. that point, I'm like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yes. just yeah, but, but that's what, yeah. that's the level you need mm. to be yeah. at. Um, win or lose, in order to feel proud of what you're putting on the catwalk. Yeah. And then it, you get into the whole styling side of it, which is the dress, the shoes, the mm. makeup, yeah. the because nail colour, everything. It all degrees. has to mm. be, uh, it all has to marry together and be cohesive. Yeah. And I think the standards, you know, having watched the colour trophy for about 20 years myself, 
um, as a journalist and magazine mm. publisher, the standard just definitely gets improves year on year. And at one, you know, a few years ago, there would have been very much a trend. Everyone mm-hmm. was delivering yeah. this kind of yeah. work and that kind of work. And from the last two or three years, it's become more eclectic. You can yeah, I yeah. think hairdressing yeah. as an industry is a craft. So I'm hairdressing 23 years, 24 years. Um, as a craft, I think it's developed so amazingly. And that's why I don't want to just fade into being a salon owner. Yeah. You know, you want um, to keep your hands I want to keep, so I constantly look at trends and watch videos. I think the whole social media world, it is mm-hmm. pros and cons. Yeah. But as an industry, as skills, we get to watch people in different countries, yeah. see what they're doing, yeah. videos, everyone. And I think everyone is sharing more. Yeah. You know, so where do you stand on competitions generally? Do you think it's really important for people to um, push themselves to enter competitions? Do you think they what are they? They clearly this competition clearly means a lot to you too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, generally, I think it's a balance. So coming back, I, I was in a salon, House of Colour in Dublin, and competitions, competitions, competitions. We all had to enter competitions, and that is their brand, yeah. and they're very successful. So my first one was when I was seventeen. You know, very young age. Yeah. Um, I think it's incredible to do it, but I don't ever think you should do it if, number one, you don't have a vision. Right. And if you don't have the time and the mind space, because as Faz said, you know, in between life, we have to slot in yeah. vision, mood boards, messages, images. Yeah. And I think the key to success is actually dedication. Right. You know, because we're all skillful. Yeah. You know, and of course the model is number one as well. But dedication, if you have an amazing model and an amazing colour, but you haven't dedicated time to perfect it, you don't do it. Yeah. So I think it's very important to do these competitions, um, but equally you need to be dedicated. You don't do it for someone else, you do yeah, it for you. Do it for yourself. So same with my team, I would never enforce them apart from Baz. <laughs> <laughs> I would never force someone to do it because in life if you're not dedicated to anything you yeah, won't succeed it's not going to work. and then you get upset yeah if you don't no, win distressing. I've been there yeah. <laughs> as a young hairdresser mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think sometimes at some of these events I go to you know I think gosh credit to anybody who enters mm. things because it is mm-hmm. quite intense mm-hmm. and you do need yeah. a good team mm-hmm. behind you what does it mean to clients then both this one specifically and generally. Do you think clients are interested in hairdressing awards? Uh, yeah, I, I think they are. I, yeah. think, I think our clients, the response we've had from the clients is great. You know, they want to, especially um, being a small salon in Barnes, mm-hmm. like they, it's really exciting for them that, you know, we've entered this huge competition with all these big names that you would recognise. Mm-hmm. And we are now, um, and I feel like with the second win especially, it's not about proving yourself, but you do get that sort of affirmation that you are now mm-hmm. at that level, yeah. and clients like that. They yeah. want, yeah. you know, they like the fact that um, we've reached a level that yeah. you used to historically think of only existing in central London in the biggest yeah. mm-hmm. It endorses their confidence. Absolutely, you, really. Yeah, yeah. and does it help to build clients as well? Or one hundred percent. I also think the first one was, oh wow, yeah. we done this. You know, obviously being in the finals previously, um, but I definitely think the second one is made of it. Even people contacting us industry-wise, yeah. um, the people that came up to us afterwards because they already knew who we were. Yeah. So the second one has had more of an impact. Yeah. Not because it's any better. Yeah. Both of them are, for me, both of them are iconic. 
yeah. you know, and I'm very proud to have both of them stand under my salon name. Um, but I think the second one, even clients, because they know about Colour Trophy now, because yeah. consumers don't really know, oh, L'Oreal Colour Trophy or whatever in other awards there is. Um, but because they knew about the first one, and they watch us go to Paris and then go to the world. And, yeah. you know, they then, when we came back last week, they were like, oh, of yeah. course we have clients in at 10 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Business has to run. Business has to run. Baz had it booked off. Yeah. He already uh, said, well, I'm taking it off regardless of what happens. But it's nice to hear you saying that you had lots of congratulations. Because mm. again, um, another little quote from one of your mm. Instagrams, because I was reading the messages yeah. right with him was that um, in an industry that can be peppered with cattiness yeah. and a dog-eat-dog -dog attitude, we should support and champion Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and we made a purpose of congratulating other salons that, you know, can run a rope or, you know, third place. And because I feel as an industry, we should be more together. Yeah. And I will put my neck out there, and I don't think we are as such. You know, um, there is some. Yeah, but I I think it could I think it could grow more together. I want to chat to other hairdressers. So when we went up to the academy, we I made it my business to go and chat to people, and because I can change who I am. Yeah. And for me, I find this award we've had so much more congratulations. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. been really nice actually, nice. and that opens up the way for you to talk to other people. Yeah. And to yeah. Share more. It's just nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're all in the same industry, and we all share the same passion. Yeah. So actually, all the same yeah you know regardless of who wins what and um, so yeah we that's why we made a point of kind of putting that thank you yeah. you know because to everyone that yeah. was involved yeah. yeah and I think we should take inspiration from each other and work because mm. it is a creative industry mm. you know of course everyone's there to win it of course it'd yeah. be lovely to have the trophy but <laughs> at the same time you know there's always next year or the year after there's no need yeah. to sort of and I think sharing one of the peculiar things about hairdressing mm. is that the industry does share mm -hmm. yeah. having worked in other mm -hmm. industries mm -hmm. you know you don't have musicians teaching each other how no. to write hit records you exactly don't have clothes designers to the yeah. same extent sharing things whereas yeah. you know, even the instagram feeds it's are amazing a way of sharing. Now. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's so a, much it's different as an industry now sharing yeah. i'm interested in uh, there's a couple of things i want to ask so Sinead, you've got two young boys yes i've got two growing boys <laughs> um, but and you've um, included it already, Vaz, but you often talk about the importance of strong female role models. You commented earlier about the wanting your model to have a, a strong look, and I think mm -hmm. um, you've referred to her again in things that I've read about this warrior character. I think you did yeah. in your 2016. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you teach that going forward to your, both in your family but also in your team in the salon, the idea... What makes a role model, or what makes it a strong female role model? Role well, I suppose with me with two sons, yeah. I'm, I will be the woman that paves the road for those beautiful women that try and <laughs> yeah. take my sons away. Um, <laughs> and then, working mother, obviously. And then I'm a worker mother, and in the salon, I would like to think that I'm a role model to my only boy here, <laughs> um, and my other girls. It's very important for me. It's yeah. very important. And we need more women coming through, both as senior hairdressers yeah I don't think there's enough women well considering how many yeah. women come into hairdressing yeah. as a percentage yeah it's disproportionate isn't it but equally yeah. 
um, it was interesting to have Beatrice and Monica on stage at the... That was a very powerful moment for me. Which is quite a new thing to have two women, one as the Mm -hmm. general manager Mm -hmm. of the brand and one of the whole group. Absolutely. I can't can't think of another... That was another reason I cried like a baby. Yeah. Like I cried like a baby for this one. For me, seeing these two women, because obviously I respect everyone in the industry, but there's, there's not enough women in the industry yeah. that's up on the forefront yeah um what makes it so hard is it the is it the choice between family and career that men perhaps i don't i have think to make? i think it is as a woman that has children and um, my children come first um, and my success is what i want it to be so i could obviously push and want three four salons so i choose to what i want and that's how i've made it work i don't stretch myself either way um I do think it's changing. We do see a lot of younger hair. They're younger than me, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm tipping forty now, <laughs> so they are a lot younger than me. Yeah. So I am seeing a difference with women coming through. Yeah. Young young hairdressers paving the way. Some of them have opened salons already. So it's great to see a changing. Yeah. Um, but I do think we should listen as men, men and women. I think we should all be just positive role models mm. in what we do, mm. and people naturally follow suit. Yeah. And I think as employers, we all have mm-hmm. a responsibility to make it possible mm-hmm. for women to mm-hmm. have yeah. a family mm-hmm. and work. And I think that's one of the big things. Yeah, and that's one know, thing that I will do. Yeah, the you pay know, gap as girls. well, and um, which, you know, I mean, these are problems that go across many mm. industries. It's not mm-hmm. just hairdressing, mm-hmm. but it's the pay yeah. gap, it's the working conditions. Yeah. You know, we need to make that possible. We need to commence the future. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> exciting. Quite often now, with colour, we get used to this idea that you know you hold the hair straight and get it all shiny mm-hmm. for the Instagram picture. But mm-hmm. your hair is primarily textured. It's mm. always it's very. Yeah. Is that a conscious thing, or is that just? No, happened? we don't want to. Um, we don't want to give people faults. Not faults, but we yeah. don't want to just make something look good for that yeah, slight for that one picture. second. We want. Yeah. We wanted to represent us. Yeah. So when clients come in and they then get their hair done, they don't go. I don't look like that. Yeah, it's not that. And good. we want to have. And a does difference. it show colour better, or is it different? Have you got to be aware of that? So, if you're showing off your colour in a photograph, whether it's an Instagram mm-hmm, or a mm-hmm. collection, the tendency is, I guess, to always go for that shine. Or mm. Again, I think I it's that. like you were saying before. Um, do we think about just the colour, or is it about the whole look and the style? And so, when we put up an image on Instagram, it's because um, we're putting up an image of the yes, the colour, but also the style and generally the colour should complement that style. Mm, right. So if it's a wave, yeah. it's a wave. We're not um, trying to sort of trick or filter things to make it look shinier, like Sinead was saying, so that for that one second. Of yeah. course, if you hold hair at the ends yeah. and start sort of um, moving it towards the light, it's going to look super shiny and lovely, yeah. and that's great. Mm. But um, unless you're going to walk behind your client down the street and hold their hair light. with a ring light and, <laughs> and start shaking it up and down... <laughs> It's not, it's not going to look like that. And we want yeah. to be representative. Mm. Yeah. Even with Colour Trophy, like, like we were saying with the model, you know, mm. um, Natasha, beautiful, absolutely beautiful girl. Um, the first time we used her, she was 24. She's yeah. now 27. And the world of fashion, 27, is almost one step, you know, foot in the yeah. grave. Yeah. And we're like, well, actually, you know, she's yeah. a woman now. She's matured. Her body shape has changed. Mm-hmm. And we really embraced that. We even had her mm-hmm. in. And yeah. I think people appreciate it. And it was nice that people... Did notice that and yeah. noticed people it. did notice and did that actually, yeah. Yeah. you know. I think, it's well, it's I mean, it's a hell of a catwalk, they make them go on at the country. Oh, oh, it's a long, so, walk. I just kept on saying, Your future husband's sitting right there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to make sure. 
I did because she lost her confidence you know and that's another thing that I'd advise people when they're going in for colour trophy or any awards you have to spend time with your model going through their walk putting them into character as such yeah Mm -hmm. you know because she wasn't your warrior from 2016 she was a vixen she was a sexy woman and we had to five foot nothing of me yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> had to strut myself up and down the salon teaching her and then yeah. him and, but you have to do that yeah, yeah and that's another point actually don't yeah. just think it's about colour and cut you want yeah. there to be a story as yeah. they walk down and you yeah. want people to pick up on that story that's what people want a story and with social media like you were saying now we're so used to seeing perfect imagery yeah. mm. and that's it and it's and it, I think people are starting to get a little bit bored of the same image the yeah. same angle the same filter um, so yeah. we really wanted to create when she walked down that catwalk yeah. the reason we put her into the dress that she was in the reason she had the shoes she was in it was all about movement and getting her to work of course you're selling the colour mm. but you need to sell the story yeah. Yeah. and it was nice that mm. that was well and I should say at this point that in our show notes we'll give lots of links where people can go and look and yes. see the pictures yeah. and mm-hmm. the bits of film and your Instagram feeds yes. to, to have a look at all of that Um when you're entering competitions generally, mm-hmm. and obviously the colour trophy particularly, how do you think about who the judges are? Or does that not come into it particularly? No, it does actually, no, because do, you do yeah. wonder, because you'll know their style. Because if I was a judge, obviously I would have my style preference. I would know what I like, but yeah. then I would know what looks good as well. Yeah. So, you know, you have two different. So when it came to the final, Mm-hmm. We were like, who's the judges? Who's the judges? Yeah. And when we heard, honestly, hand on heart, when we heard all their names, we went, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. You know, because you yeah. could have some people, and again, we thanked the judges because every one of them came up to us yeah. afterwards and just loved it. Um, and that means a lot. But it does make a difference because if you have a judge that wave isn't their thing, yeah. <laughs> guess what? <laughs> It's not going to no, be their thing. I think thing. it's important to do it. I always say to people when they're talking about competitions, you know, mm. as somebody who is invited happily mm. to judge lots of things, yesterday um, for the Goldwell Colour Zoom competition, for example, mm. I was with some of my friends who were publishers and editors of the other yeah. magazines, and we were discussing this, you know, I'm not a colourist. Mm-hmm. I've been around a long time, but I know, I know what a great picture looks yes. like, and I know what mm-hmm. I would publish. So yeah. I go there with my... Tribute magazine yeah. publish ahead on. I think. Well, if I wouldn't publish it in Tribute magazine, maybe it's not right. Yeah, then it's not right yeah. for for me. Yeah, another magazine editor will think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a hair colorist will think one thing, and mm-hmm. maybe somebody who's a, a cutter or styler mm-hmm. might think something else. So yeah. I do think it's important to try and discover. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think actually I question competitions and awards where they won't tell you who the judges are. Yeah, yeah. I think it's but maybe to but maybe it's a good thing because I also think if we knew who the judges were, then we be would you then create a look to please them and not yourself? Mm-hmm. So one of the main things for myself and Val's this time was when we spoke last year. He went, "I'll do it again, but it needs to be something that I really just like. I'm not there to create something just to win. We want to be happy. Yeah. We want to see her as beautiful to represent us." And this year was like that. Not obviously that you're trying to please someone, but obviously you're entering a hairdressing award. Yeah. So perfect short fringe always goes down well, you know, what we've yeah. done. But this year we really wanted to just do something that we walked away and go, I love it. Yeah. And when yeah. she went to the regional, we went, no matter what happens, I love it. 
Mm. And then when she went to the final, we went, oh yeah, it still looks great. I love it. <laughs> and then when they called our name, I thought I was going to have a heart yeah. attack. Oh, wow. We weren't expecting we were, it. Yeah, we were way more we emotional. We were way this way. Not more reserved, to yeah. So when the judges then came over to us and said, oh, you know, it was unanimous. We knew at regional, we were like, oh. We were like, they're seeing something that, that we wouldn't, yeah. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> we were not, like genuinely, well, like I mean, the blue you, we taught, yes. The one thing you can't plan for is knowing what mm. everybody else is going to do. So yeah. you can only really do something to prove mm-hmm. yourself. You can take account of the brief and mm-hmm. you can be sensible and think, okay, right, well, there's mm-hmm. certain things that you need to do, certain yeah. things mm-hmm. you can tick the box for. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you don't know who else is going to walk out on no. the night and what you're against, you know, so sometimes yeah. something... Also, I think it's good, like, not to copycat. There's getting inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's copycatting exactly what someone has done exactly. I think, again, if you do that, you probably won't... No, you know, that will get you somewhere. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's not. not. So in order to win, you need to do what Mr. Fabulous over there (laughs) done, set and went to all them swatches. That's, I think, what I have learned from Colour Trophy from entering for years. I've learned so much in the last two wins. Yeah. Yeah. Will we enter again? (laughs) Well, you've got your winning year first. So what sort of things do you think... So you're going to Paris? You take part in something? We go to Paris in three weeks' time to shoot our winning look. Um, It's quite nice there because we also get to um, change the winning look. So you do a photo as it is, what we've done, and then we'll get to style it differently, clothes and hair. Um, So we need to think about that now yeah. all of a sudden the week has gone past and will that be with the same model same that's model. with the same model same Natasha come yeah. Yeah. yeah and then in September we have a winner's lunch mm-hmm. with all the other winners um, mm-hmm. with L'Oreal and then of course we have the world championships and I think that's looking at this year I think it's February, March time? Yeah, springtime. This is the L'Oreal yeah. International one. Yeah. 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 So... We really create the same look again. Yeah. 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 Time. yeah. yeah. So... And do you have um, visibility with some of the consumer magazines here? Do they do tie-ins, I think, sometimes with some... Yeah, so basically you do then... Um, I think it is in the autumn time that we do a consumer magazine. Yeah. It's not chosen. The last time we've done it was Elle magazine. Um, L'Oreal chooses the concept. So obviously when we first done it, it was My Colourful Hair. My Colourful Hair, So who knows what it'll be this time. But listen, it's great. Either way, it's really good fun. Yeah. It's great. It's really exciting. Yeah. Excellent. Good, good. We're coming to the end of our chat now. Yeah. What would be the key buzzwords then? If somebody's listening to this and thinking, right, I'm going to do it. Well, the things we've talked about, so preparation, obviously, yeah, is a big one. Mm-hmm. Dedication, yeah, definitely dedication. Um, Not be afraid to step outside the box. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's definitely key. Don't be afraid, and um, also to be true to yourself as a stylist, mm-hmm. use your aesthetic. Don't get too hung up. Of course, there's guidelines of what um, L'Oreal are looking for, but if you get too hung up on that, um, you might get far, but you're not. You're less likely to win it to be honest just stay true to your own aesthetic mm-hmm. you know at least then if you don't win and if you don't it's not it's not the end of the world it's fantastic to win but it isn't the end of the world not to because it's always there next year but it isn't um, no but you'd have learned something but you would have at least walked off thinking win. right mm-hmm. that was my aesthetic mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I wanted her to look like yeah didn't buy for it this time but you know yeah, but you've got a great image yeah you have to keep trying so keep trying yeah. yeah be positive 
Fantastic. Congratulations Great. again from Thank me you. and the whole Thank you very much. team. It's amazing. Thank Enjoy you very it. much. Thank you very Bye. much. So thank you for listening to the Respectfully podcast talking about winning colour. My name's Nikki Pope and I will prepare lots of show notes for you. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to Respectfully on the iTunes platform and any other podcast platform. Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs>